0: I hope you're ready this morning. We have a powerful speaker. Woo! You know, i um, not sure if, you, if you, you are aware, but we have a prayer meeting. Not only do we have a prayer meeting, we have a group of intercessors. And this this lady, woo, she's the boss. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> There's fire in her. Oh. Um, and talking about prayer, uh, I encourage you to lift up our team in Taiwan as they minister and as they grow. And yeah, just continue to lift them up in your prayers. Um, but yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'll get back. Um, so yeah, I wrote down a, a ferocious woman of prayer, a mighty, a mighty prayer warrior and a fantastic mother to boys, including our very own Christopher, wherever he is. So without further ado, it's my honour to introduce Jenny as she comes to minister this morning.
1: glasses and the other bits that go with it. Good morning, church. Good morning. morning. It's all right. I have notes here somewhere. Are you excited this morning? Yes. Are you really excited? (laughs) not just about Jesus, but about who you are. Are you excited? I want to lift your faith this morning. We're in exciting times. Do you believe that? We've been sensing in prayer, in the prayer meetings, that the dry bones are coming together. The people are starting to live. Do you believe that? And that's us as well. God is wanting to move. Do you believe God's wanting to move? Well, you know, God is sovereign and he can move if he wants to, wherever he wants to, however he wants to. But he waits for you and I. He waits for our hearts to cry out to him to be hungry for more of who he is. Amen? We cannot be passive. It's an active thing that we need to be crying out to God for. We want a move of God. What is a normal life? You might say, well, you're just living a normal life, but what is a normal life? Have you thought about it? What we settle for is lower than our normal life. Our normal life in in Acts seventeen, verse twenty eight, it says, In him we live and move in him we live and move and have our being. But in the Passion Translation, it says, in him we live, and I'm not sure of the other word, um, it's through him that we live and function and have our identity. So our identity is in him. Your identity is not who what your name is. It's not the family that you come from. Your identity and our identity is in him. And we've got to live and move and have our being in Him. So it needs, we need to be submersed in Jesus and allow Him to flow through us. Amen? So what's the, it's time to rise up and break off the old ways, the old ways of doing, the old ways of thinking, because God wants to do a new thing. I want to uh, read to you from, um, I don't know how many of you get um, the whisper which is a passion translation. And it says, this came, we've been praying in the prayer meeting about old things, about new things. The way we do things, the way we did things years ago is not going to work today. If it was going to work, it would have been like that by now. It's brought us to this place, but it's not enough to take us on to where God wants to take us. So we have to change our thinking And this is what came in a a High Hears Whisper. The title is, You Will Be Amazed by What I Do. And he says, The time has come for you to ascend into a new realm. The old way of thinking must be abandoned and surrendered to the new life of my spirit. My ways are not your ways. Man's ways are centered around power and influence. My ways are paths of love that will mystify and bewilder even the brightest of men. The ways of the Spirit are unseen yet mighty. You you will be amazed by what I will do with your life as you surrender to my ways. That's for each one of us. You will be amazed at what He will do as we surrender to Him. Because most of us believe God and know who He is, but we don't believe it about ourselves right? So we want a new identity. So who are you? Just listen to your heart for a moment. We've done a journey of the heart. You should know how to listen to your heart. Just close your eyes and listen to your heart. Who are you really in your heart? I want to read some scriptures to you. I'm not going to read out the scriptures, but this is who you are. I want you to listen. You are the salt of the earth, You are the light of the world. You are a child of God. You are part of the true vine, a channel of Christ's life. You are Christ's friend. You are chosen and appointed by Christ to bear fruit. You are a slave of righteousness. You are a son of God. God is spiritually your father. You are a joint heir with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. You are a temple, a dwelling place of God. His spirit and his life dwells in you. This is who you are. You need to take a hold of this today and get it deep inside of you. Let it change you. Let it change how you move. Let it change how you walk. Let it change how you think. Let it change what you say. You know, Pastor Dave was speaking a few weeks ago about the silver trumpet and taking up a position. We need to be putting this stuff into our spirit now so that we can take up our position when the time comes. It's too late when when it's happening, when there's a move of God. It's too late to take it up then. You've got to be doing it now. There's a different, and I have, I'm not going to read them all, but there's two pages of them, and that's only part of them. I encourage you to go through the word and find out who you are, and what the Word says about you, then take it and begin to declare it and decree it over your life to bring change so that we rise up to be the people that Jesus paid the price for. Amen? He paid a price so that you and I could have freedom. It says, um, we have to come into agreement with what he says. It says in John 10.10, and I'm a little bit probably ahead of us, he wants us to have an abundant life. In John 10.10, 10, it says, the thief comes but to steal and to rob and to kill, but I come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Yes. Have abundant life. Are we living an abundant life? Are you living an abundant life? If you're, whatever your abundant life is, there's more. There's more. It says a more abundantly. That word life, the, word, the Greek word is zoe, and it means quality of life possessed by the one giving it. Think about that. Quality of life possessed by the one giving it. That means the life that Jesus lived, he's giving to you and I. We could feed on that for a few months. The life that Jesus lived, he's giving to you and I, that we might live that life. He's offering us the same quality. He wants to live that life through us, because in John 14.10, it says, greater works shall you do. So to do greater works, and there's another scripture that says um, you will do exploits, greater exploits, those who know their God. So that means we have to know him and we will do exploits. We need to move with him. And, uh, so what is it that stops us? Well, the children of Israel wandered around in the wilderness and a whole generation died because they didn't believe God. In Psalm, 40, in Psalm 78, 41, it says, they grieved him in the wilderness and they limited the Holy One of Israel. How have we limited our God? How have you limited the Holy Spirit? I used to, you know, we, um, we went out, we pastored a church, we have been around for a few years, um, probably more than a few years, Uh, And, uh, you know, I, I used to think that God would just come. We just pray and God will just come and move. But he wants us to move. He wants us to change. He wants you to change. He wants you to take a hold of his life. The Holy Spirit lives in each one of us. Amen? Well, if the Holy Spirit is living in you, are you letting him out? I used to think that, that way, and I used to think uh, I wasn't limiting God in any way until I've come recently to realize that my li- with my life, I limited God. I have limited God. I have limited the Holy Spirit down to my thinking, to my belief system, and our belief system is in our hearts. Our behavior comes out of our heart. So if you don't like what you're doing, if your belief system isn't lining up with the Word of God, you need to look at your heart and find out what is in your heart. What are your belief systems? Right from when we're very little, our belief systems are formed, right? They are. Just believe me. They are. They're formed right from we were little, and it wasn't—I went along— believing God to move in all sorts of ways, and wondering why there wasn't the power that I believed, why I didn't see it. I didn't see it in people around me. I didn't see it in my own life. I didn't see it because I was limiting the God, the Holy Spirit, because of my beliefs, and the problem was I didn't even know that I was limiting him, We don't know that we're limiting the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't until I came in and I met um, Sandy and Peter and did Elijah House that my heart started to become free. It was blocked up until then. And I was moving and I was living in here. But the scripture says in him we live and move and have our being. I thought I was living and moving in Christ. I thought I was moving with the Holy Spirit but it wasn't until I actually became free in my heart that I realized just a few months ago that I limited the Holy One of Israel. And that grieves him. And I don't ever want to grieve him. It's uh, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and I. Amen? So we don't want to limit him. So how do we limit him? Well, We limit him with our perceptions. We we limit him with our beliefs, the things that we've done since we were from growing up, the things that happened to us in our childhood, the things that our teachers say, the things that our friends say, but most of all the things that we think about ourselves. It says, as as we think in our hearts, so we are. What is it you think about you in your heart? Because I want to tell you today that God wants to do way more than what you think. Way more than what you think. We have a responsibility to grow in in God. It is not come in, you know, I've heard a lot of people, they come in, they get saved, and then that's it. But I want to tell you, there's life beyond the cross and that's what Jesus paid for that life beyond the cross. So each one of you, each one of you has the potential and the ability to move in the spirit. You have the spirit of God within you. So why aren't you? And you might say, "Well, I am, but I know that if we were, this place would be totally different on a Sunday. If we were if we were in the spirit when the when the worship team they exhort us and they encourage us, and if we responded the way we were supposed to respond, this, the roof would go off this place. We want a move of God. Well, you have to be—you have to change. A move of God starts in our hearts; it starts within us. That's why we do the the um, journey of the heart. That's why Elijah the house is there, for you to be to get free so that you can begin to see things differently. That's why the freedom Apostle Mike's freedom retreats. That's why they're all part of it. This marriage seminar, it's all part of getting free and seeing who you really are so that you can help other people, but also that we're preparing a place for Jesus to come. Because in this move of God that's coming, and it is coming, then it's going to be whether you're ready or not. You might remember the story of the, of the five wise and the five foolish virgins. I don't know whether, you, I'm sure you must know it. I, maybe I've just been around a little bit longer. But there were ten virgins, and five of them... They, the fact that they were ten virgins and they all had lamps speaks of the fact that they are all Christians. So this, this is about Christians. This is about us. And they were waiting for the bridegroom to appear. And then at the at the eleventh hour, the bridegroom came, and the five they got up and they trimmed their lamps, and five of them had oil in their lamps. Five of them were prepared. The other five didn't. And they said to the first five, give us some oil that we might be able to have oil and go out with you. And the, the five wise virgins said, no, we can't, lest there's not enough for us. You can't come into this thing on somebody else's faith. You can't come into a move of God on somebody else's word. You can't come in on somebody else's beliefs. You've got to have those beliefs for yourself. So what is it that you really believe in your heart? Who do you really believe you are? Because Jesus said, you are way more than that. You are way more than what you believe about yourself. He, he paid the price that we would have that abundant life. If we're not living abundant life, then we're living below the normal. He's, um, I was talking to somebody and they said the, that the Lord spoke to them about abundant life being, what is abundant life? It's more life than you had yesterday. Think about it. Each day, have you got more life than you had the day before? <laughs> We may know in our heads who Jesus is and who we are, but you've got to let it get down into your heart. It's the parameters of our heart. In um, just going back to that, uh, in Proverbs 4:23, it says, "Guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life." That word "issues" is based on boundaries. So we put boundaries around our own heart, and it stops us from moving. We say, oh, no, I can't do that. If you were asked to stand up and say something, you'd say, oh, I can't do that. But yes, you can. Some of you don't believe me. I'm really excited in my spirit. I just have to get fit <laughs> to keep up with it. What boundaries have you put around your heart? Where have you limited not only yourself, but the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit wants to move. I realized a few months ago that the Holy Spirit lives in me. I, already knew, I always knew that. But he wants to move. And I stop him. I'm sure you stop him. I'm not the only one. We stop him by saying, I can't. We stop him by saying, I don't believe that. And we hope that it's true, but he wants us to know that it's true. Did you know you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus? Think about that for a minute. You're not seated here. We're seated in the spirit in heavenly places when we pray we need to pray from that perspective we need to pray from from looking down rather than looking up all the time because we're seated in heavenly places that's the normal life the youth last week were amazing absolutely amazing that's church that is church. When our hearts are so free that we can speak one with another, I, I loved seeing the expression of love that was with them. Yeah, right. Not just what their words said, but what they, what they carried. And the, when one was, was tearful and, and struggling a little bit, they came up and stood beside them. Yeah. They encouraged them. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. We're not called to talk about people. We're not called to take what their testimonies were and begin to tell everybody. We're called to encourage them, to see the courage that it took for them to stand up, to encourage them. We're called to encourage one another. A bit quiet there. We're called to encourage one another. We're called to love one another. A few, a, a few, I think it was last year, I read a book. I was thinking about the end times or what it's like when you go to heaven. I guess the closer you get to it, the more you think about it. Um, and uh, and just what it would be like. And so I started reading some books on people that had had experiences of, um, of dying and seeing Jesus and coming back. And so... This book I read was a um, man had gone out. He'd collected these testimonies from right across the world. They weren't with um, just, he took doctors, lawyers, um, higher quality people, if you want to put it that way, though no one's higher than anyone else. But he took these professional people and asked them what their experiences were. And the one thing that stood out, they were right across the world. They didn't know each other. The one thing that they all said, and some were Christian, some weren't, was when they stood before Jesus or the light, whatever it was, they, they said, tremendous love, tremendous love in that place. And the one question that they got asked by Jesus was, what have you done with my love? what have you done with his love? Because all these things will come out because of his love. We don't love people because, we want to, because it's the right thing to do. We love people because he loves people, and he wants to flow through us to touch people. Amen? He wants to flow through you. He wants to touch people through you. He wants to touch the community through you. So we have a responsibility. Jesus gave everything. He laid down his life and he gave everything so that you and I could rise up and take that life and take it out to, a, to our communities and to people around us. If we're not doing that, then we're not being responsible and we're not living the life that he's called us to live because he, when we're doing his, his work and going out being his hands, his feet, Then he pours into us. You know, he does it doesn't matter. He pours into us. One of the things that we need to be is excited about who he is. And excited about who we are. You know, I hear Pastor Dave stand up here and encourage us to respond. We need to be people who respond instantly. He shouldn't have to ask us two or three times. It should be, yes, we're right there. When the musicians start and the worship goes, we should be right in there worshiping him because of who he is and who he's called us to be. I want to lift your faith this morning. Don't stay where you are. Don't stay where you are. Lift up, lift your eyes up. See the King of Kings. See that he wants to move through you, that he wants to give you his life. What is it that's stopping you? Because sometimes I know that there were things in my heart that stopped me. One of my vows was I would do it all by myself. I didn't need anybody else. I think it's a fairly common one. But just because of circumstances of when I was, uh, my, my life growing up. But what I've come to see is that life does not define me. It's my life in Christ that defines me. It's not your past that defines you. It's your life in Jesus that defines you. In him you live and move and have your being. In him you live and move and have your identity. You need to get a hold of it this morning. One of the things is, we then hear a good message and, we hear, and we've heard some amazing messages in the last few weeks. But what have you done with them? We take them and we hear them and we let them go. But we need to take a hold of them. You need to take a hold of who you are today and you need to begin to declare it. You, be, you need to begin to decree it over your life. You need to begin to, to speak it out. It, when you speak it out, there's power because you're coming into agreement with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. If you want to change, if you want to become like Jesus, if you want that abundant life, then we need to deal with some of the things, some of the belief systems in our hearts, and we need to begin to decree and declare. Now, you can declare, just an aside, you can declare all you want but if your belief system, I've I've been through that. We went through a time when we would pray out the positive and we'd declare who we were in Christ and it didn't change anything because you've got to deal with the heart issues. You've got to come back and say, why don't I believe? What is it in my heart that's stopping me from believing that I am a child of God? Being a child of God is is probably an easy one. We all say we've come to the Lord and we become a child of God. But what is stopping you from moving on? What is stopping you from having that abundant life? What is your belief system? What is deep down in your heart that you believe about yourself that's wrong? Because they're lies. The enemy puts lies into our heart and wants us to believe that that's the truth. Well, it's not the truth. The word of God is the truth. And we need to come into agreement with the word of God. Amen? So what is it today that is stopping you? What is it that's limiting you? Where are you limiting the Holy Spirit? Text message. Where are you limiting the Holy Spirit? Do you know, what would it be like if we took the limits off We get excited about it, but are we going to do it? You know, it's one thing to get excited. It's one thing to get excited in the the worship service, but it's another thing to walk out those doors and you usually then forget who you are. We've got to get it deep and ground into us, into our spirit, that we move in it all the time. It's not just on a Sunday. It's every day. Every day out there, you're moving with the Spirit of God. Every day. You don't change. You don't come in here and get excited because of who you are today and walk out the door and forget it. It's who you are. You take it with you. You carry it with you. Amen? Um, We can get the musicians to come. That would be great. Not a long preacher. We need to make church a safe place. Church, we need to be able to open our hearts one to another. We need to be able to go to one another and say, This is part of my belief system, and I know it's wrong. Will you pray with me? You know, Sandy, bless her and Peter. It is tremendous teaching that they bring, tremendous freedom. The freedom retreats, tremendous freedom that they bring with the teaching. But it's it's only teaching if it stays up here. You've got to let it come down into your heart. And they can't do everything. We need to be able to go to one another and say, I need you to pray with me. And know and trust that that won't go any further. Do you know? I believe the biggest thing in the church that stops us is trust. We don't trust one another. We don't trust, and we don't trust God because we don't know if He will come through and do what He says He will. Oh, we know it up here, but do we know it down here? do we know that he's an amazing God and he will never leave us nor forsake us. We have to walk in that. You you can take all these scriptures about who we are and you can find that um, you're not going to believe them all at once. You're not going to say, well, this is who I am and I've got all these straight away. You need to work this through. You need to take them and begin to declare them, and begin to decree them, and begin to, to really believe them, and then ask, "What is this? What is stopping me? What is stopping me from moving in Christ?" Because any one of us could be could be moving in this powerfully in the Spirit. Any one of us. The the prayer meetings have been amazing, as people come in and they begin to pray. Prayer changes you. Did you know that? It does. You begin to pray, and it begins to change you, because it begins to because you're declaring the word of God, and, it, and as you declare it over and over, it begins to change you on the inside. I encourage you. The Thursday night prayer meetings are up in the, in the guest lounge, and, uh, and they're amazing. Um, I, somebody was sharing with me before. Uh, last week, about something that God showed them while they were in prayer, and it's to do with the th- old thinking. One of the things they said they were we were praying for salvations, and they said uh, they were see- they want to remain anonymous. Uh, I can't say who it is, but they they said they were seeing people come to the front to get saved, and and God said no. He said the instant. The instant they turn their hearts, the instant you turn your heart to God, He's there. The instant. This is our God. He's not afar off. He's not afar off. He hasn't left us alone. He's with us every step of the way. Amen? Why don't you stand? If you're here this morning and you don't know God, but you and you don't know who you are in God, but you want to, I invite you to come. I invite you to come to the front. The instant you say yes, he is with you. The instant. Let begin to pray. Lord, we just want you to, we want you to move by your spirit. Father, we thank you for those that want to know you. Father, we ask you to draw them, draw them into your presence, oh God, draw them to you. Father, we don't want to let them stay the same, but Father, you don't want us to stay the same, but you want us to be changed from glory to glory into your image. Father, we thank you today. We thank you today. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, why don't you come? Why don't you ask the person next to you if they need to if they need to go, if they need to find Jesus? Thank you, Lord. He runs to us. We know about the prodigal son runs to us. What are your blockages today? What is your belief system? What is stopping you from moving into the fullness of God? What is stopping you from having a full life with Jesus, having Him abundantly move through you every day, every day? Do you know one of the things is, we say, well, we don't hear God's voice, but sometimes it's because we don't listen. We don't stop long enough to listen. We need to say, God, what do you want me to do? What is it that's blocking me? Why can't I do what I want to do? What is it? If that's you this morning, and you know that there are blockages in your heart, why don't you come forward? One of the things, there's an old song that says, we want a passion for Jesus. Amen? A passion for Jesus. It says, the words of the song were, renew in me a passion for you. Breathe on the coals of my heart and let your fire burn. Is that your cry today? It's my cry, I want the passion of God. I wanna be passionate about my God. I wanna be passionate, I don't want blockages. I wanna be passionate about God and I want him to breathe on the coals of my heart. I want the fire. Do you want the fire of God this morning? We want the fire of God to come and burn up those things, set us on fire, that we would change this world, that we would change our city, that we would change our nation, amen? Change our community. It starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with us changing our hearts, taking a hold of who we are and going with it, amen? Why did you come this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for everyone that's responded this morning. Father, we wanna grow up in you. We wanna come to maturity in you. Lord, this is not time to play around anymore. Time is short, but Lord, we wanna come. We wanna be different. We wanna rise up into the things that you've called us to do. We wanna be the people that you've called us to be. We wanna change our community. We wanna change our nation. Lord, we do it one at a time. So Father, we thank you. Lord, we ask you to remove every blockage, every belief that's not of you. Father, I ask that you root it out, and Father, you change it. Father, that you expose every lie of the enemy that stops us from moving into who you've called us to be. Father, we thank you today, and Father, I thank you for your fire to fall, your fire to fall. Father, right now, for your fire to fall. Father, we're passionate for you. Come on, cry out to him. Are you passionate for him? He's not going to... come because I just pray it he's going to come because you cry out he comes to the response of our heart he comes to the response of our cry he comes in a response to us not because somebody prays over us to cry out to him today. Father, we cry out to you for passion. We cry out for you to move. We cry out for your fire to fall, for your fire to fall upon us, oh God, and consume us, consume us, and change us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, more, pour out your life, pour out your life, more of your passion, Lord, more of your spirit. We want more, we're hungry for more. We're not satisfied with where we are. We want more. We want more. Come on, tell him if you want more. Tell him if you want more. Don't be passive. Don't be passive. I don't want any of us to miss out. I don't want any of us to miss out on this next move of God. I want everyone, God wants everyone to come in. Everyone. Everyone. Don't miss out. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Up, stretch ups God, thank you for that word. Thank you, Lord God. That you would seal it in our hearts. That our our identity is found in you. And Father God, when we get a revelation of that identity, Lord God, we would stand in you. More solid in you. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Just as we finish we close you're free to go what a fantastic word what effect fa- also what a fantastic challenge in our lives yeah, amen hug. to stand in who we are in him so as these ones are getting ministered to I release you to go um, pick up children go out for lunch remember keep our young people in your hearts and in your prayers And our pastors, have a fantastic week, a blessed week, and we'll see you back here next Sunday. Amen.